Hey there, future friends! It is Star Wars week! Woo! Star Wars! Yeah! And this is going to be one of those weeks where I don't even beat around the bush. I am not going to pretend what the pick of the week is. But why should you still listen to the full episode? Because you're a loyal fan! That's why! Because I say interesting things. We have some news. We have some trailers. We have other movies coming out this week. And some of them, some of them look pretty interesting. Interesting enough to beat Star Wars? Hell no. Interesting enough to be put on your list of movies to be watched? Maybe. It's the week of December 15th, 2017, and this is episode 70 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the long-awaited week. It is the week of Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Do, do you have your tickets yet? I know I do. And I waited. I waited way too long to get my tickets. And so I have okay seats. I mean, they're really not the best, but they're not bad. And I think that that's the benefit of the fact that movies like this get released in so many theaters. And so many showings at so many theaters is because we can pick and choose. I'm not going to see it Thursday night. I'm going to be seeing this Friday night with my best friend. But ladies and gentlemen, you may be new. You may be wondering who is this silky voiced god who is talking to you via podcast? Well, it's me, Billiam, and you are listening to Future Flick. So let me tell you a little bit about the show just in case you're new. And if you're new, welcome. And I hope you stick around. On Future Flicks with Billiam, I go over every movie that's being released during the week. I tell you what it's about, I say who's in it, then I get my thoughts on it, and then I wrap that all up with a nice little bow called the Billiam's Interest Level Score. For short, it's called the Bill Score. Yes, the aptly named Bill Score. This can go anywhere from a zero for the really bad movies to an 11 to those movies that can turn it up that extra notch. I also throw in some news and any new trailers that caught my eye. Let's get some little bit of Opening housekeeping out of the way. Well, how do you listen to the show? You are doing a good job already. You have found me. But did you know you can also find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app? Well, now you know. You can also find me on the Somewhat Nerdy website. That's somewhatnerdy.com. And please, oh, please, please don't forget to give this podcast a five-star rating. I would love all the stars because it really helps. And then leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what I need to improve on. Please don't forget to check out Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle, also in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And also check out the Watch Your Mouth Show, a fantastic show from my bromance buddies. And in case you're wondering, yes, the episode I guest starred on is already out. So go and give a listen to that. It is it is really good. I was actually able to listen to myself, which is weird because once I'm done editing the show and it's up, I never listen to it again. I, I cannot listen to myself, which is why it always blows me away that so many people come back week after week to listen. And that's another reason I'm so thankful you do. 
Well, let's jump into the first segment of the show, which as always, is the news. Collider reports that Creed 2 has a director, and it's not Sylvester Stallone as rumored. Stephen Cappell Jr., who directed a movie called The Land, will direct the script written by Stallone and Chio Hodari Coker, who wrote and produced Luke Cage. Rumor has it, this from the playlist, that the Disney purchase of Fox's movie and TV division will be completed by Christmas for a rumored $70 billion. They also reported that Wolverine won't be joining the MCU, well, at least not played by Hugh Jackman, that is, though other sources have said that the only way Hugh Jackman would return is if he could be in a movie with Captain America and Iron Man, and now that's a definite possibility. The question is, how long will it take, and will Disney even want Hugh Jackman to do it, or will they want to introduce a younger Wolverine, or maybe even do an X-23 Wolverine? That only time will tell. You know, I, I don't think I'm too drunk. I really don't. And why do I say that? Well, that's because the next story from Deadline makes me think I am. Detective Pikachu gets a May 10th, 2019 release date. And if I read the story right, and I read it three times just to make sure I did. So if I read it right, this is going to be the first live action Pokemon movie starring Ryan Reynolds. What kind of drugs are those people taking? And can I get some? And then also, can we stop making movies about Pikachu? Pikachu is like one of the worst Pokemon. Okay, that's a lie. There are a ton of worse Pokemon, but Pikachu is really low down on the level of electricity Pokemon. Electric Pokemon has like Jolteon, one of the best, Ampharos, Luxray. We, we have better electric Pokemon. And in fact, if you remember not too long ago, there was a poll done about the most popular Pokemon, and it was actually Greninja that won that. And that makes me feel like a Pokemon hipster, because I loved Greninja before. Greninja was my favorite Pokemon. And I can just hear Critter now. Dork! In fact, I'm pretty sure all of them would call me on it. I, I think I'm the only Pokemon fan in the group. I'm not sure. Let me know. Somewhat nerdy? Watch your mouth. Let me know. Am I the only Pokemon fan in the group? Let's move on. Let's move on to the next story, and it's official. According to comicbook.com, John Watts has been confirmed to be the director of Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Of course, that's not the official title. We'll see what it really is. But if you remember way back, way back in the days of this last July, Spider-Man Homecoming did really well. I love the movie. Everyone loved the movie. It was well done. It was probably the best received Spider-Man movie. So to all of us, keeping the director was a no-brainer. But here's the thing, it wasn't an automatic yes from the studio. It's taken this long since they, since the decision to make a Spider-Man Homecoming 2, it's taken this long for it to be official. And that is way too long because this director knew what he was doing and did a great job of it. And finally in the news, Omega Underground had a story that gave me such a huge boner. Lucasfilm is going to start production on an Obi-Wan Kenobi spin-off movie. This will start January 2019 with a yet unknown 2020 release date. Ewan McGregor isn't officially playing the title character, but many speculate that he will be asked to play the character as he said many times that he would be willing to return to the role. I personally can't wait. Him as Obi-Wan was the best part of the prequel trilogy. And that is why I will always go back and watch them, because of him. Him and his handsome, handsome beard. Let's move on to the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the trailer trove. 
You know, if any of you listeners out there think you can do a better pirate voice, uh, let me know. Let me know, and I will find a way and make a new promo with you doing the voice. But let's jump into the trove. Last week, you may have been confused, because last week I talked about the Jurassic World teaser trailer, but the full trailer had already been out. Well, that's because the trailer full trailer came out when the last episode was already done. So thank you, everyone, for not calling me out on it and giving me the benefit of the doubt. Well, okay, only really a handful of people comment, so thank you guys. Anywho, we have a Jurassic World trailer, and I have to be honest, it doesn't look that good. I'm actually quite underwhelmed by it. It feels like a flimsy rehash of The Lost World. On the bright side, it's going to make the weight bearable. But a Redditor, who goes by the name of Chris Christer Yo, recut the trailer and made it look much better. I'm going to post the recut trailer on our Facebook page and put a link to it in the show notes as well. His recut trailer made the movie look a whole lot better. Do we have a new trailer guy in our midst? We may have a new one. Ready Player One has another trailer, and this looks a lot better than the first. It looks so much better. And I was excited when I saw the first trailer, too, but this one makes it look amazing. But if you read the book, you have to realize something. You have to realize that this movie isn't going to have all of the same references for legal reasons. So please understand that when your favorite, maybe one of your favorite references isn't going to show up and please don't blame the movie for that. Blame legal bullshit. In this trailer, we see more of Wade and we actually see his avatar, Parzival, and see what Parzival looks like. The only thing I have a problem with is that the incorporation of newer characters like Tracer from Overwatch, this is supposed to be a movie that's a huge wank fest for the 80s. And what the hell does that unstable b have to do with anything? And if you have to guess, yes, I hate Tracers. Tracers and their f***ing rewind ability are second most annoying thing in that game next to Maze. And no, May is not Bay. May could die. I will curb stomp May. I am so vengeful when I play Overwatch. I've hunted down the May just to kill her. Mind you, I only do that when I know my team's not going to win. So I'm like, okay, I might as well have fun while I'm doing this. I might as well kill the may let's move on we have a teaser trailer a teaser trailer for an animated movie called into the spider-verse which will be the miles morales introduction into the world of marvel movies this official title is animated spider-man into the spider-verse and i really hope the article i read got that wrong because they don't have to put the word animated in there because one look at it it's obvious it's a animated movie when Disney re-released Beauty and the Beast as a live-action movie, they didn't go, live-action Beauty and the Beast. No, they just called it Beauty and the Beast. Don't f***ing do this to me. It's obvious it's a f***ing animated movie, Spider-People. Well, this movie is going to open up the Spider-Verse, which is a whole can of what the f***. The Spider-Verse is what gave us Spider-Ham, Noir Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2099. Okay, even though some of those were comics before the official Spider-Verse. But the Spider-Verse is how they explain how all these people can be in the same universe. Well, okay, they're not in the same universe, but oh, you know what I'm trying to say. And the Spider-Verse brought us Spider-Gwen. Yes, my new favorite character from Marvel. This is the first movie that will introduce us to Miles Morales, and it looks amazing. And yes, there was supposed to be that brief, oh-so-brief cameo in Spider-Man Homecoming with Miles Morales. But if anything, that was just a tip of the hat. That that the, the director going, yeah, I know this is what you want. Here we go. A little bit. This is going to be an actual Miles Morales movie. Uh, there were a few trailers I missed while I was away, but the one I'm going to bring up is Gotham by Gaslight. This had a trailer that came out, and it looks 
being fantastic. DC does animated movies so well. They do good, great jobs on their TV shows too. So why can't this translate over to the movies? Well, until Warner Brothers gets their head out of their collective asses and stops micromanaging the movies, we'll have to have these movies and the DC TV shows to tide us over. This is a Batman movie that takes place in the time of Jack the Ripper. I've seen it called Steampunk, but I didn't actually see any steampunk tech. So let's just call it historical fiction. A, a historical fiction period piece. Because unless there's actually sh** that is powered by f***ing steam, then it's not steampunk. Maybe, maybe it is steampunk and they just didn't show it in the trailer. But so far, I have to go off what I saw. No steampunk. And finally, we have the Battle Angel Alita trailer, actually called Alita Battle Angel for some reason. They just decided to flip that around. I, I, I don't get it, but okay. And it doesn't look half bad. It really doesn't, considering this is an anime adapted into a movie by Americans. This was produced by James Cameron and directed by Robert Rodriguez, and it stars Christopher Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, Marshala Ali, and Rosa Salazar. This movie looks like it's going to be bad ass. One part live action, one part CG animation, and good CG too. Really impressive CG. I think we may have the first truly good anime adaptation in America. This comes out July 20th, 2018. And I'm calling it right now, unless something bigger comes out that week, it's going to be the pick of the week. And that is it, my future friends. That is it for the trailer trove. Let's take this break and listen to a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, we're back and welcome back to the show. Let's jump right into the movies because we have a few to get to before we talk about Star Wars because it's Star Wars week. The first movie is a movie called Permanent. Arlie just wants to be one of the beautiful girls, so she decides to get a perm, just like the other girls. Trouble is, the stylist does a terrible job, and she winds up with a hairdo that gets her constantly made fun of. All the while, her parents deal with their own problems. Jim, her father who lives in fear of his inadequacies, and Jean, the naive and spacey mother. Together, the family must endure and survive daily life. This stars Rain Wilson from The Office, Patricia Arquette from Medium, and newcomer Kara McLean. And I have to admit, I was kind of ready to hate this movie, just based on all, everything I've read about it, all the pictures, and just the way it was presented. And the fact that I generally don't like Patricia Arquette. Because for the longest time, whenever she was in a role, she was just her character from Medium. Just this emotionless woman who never enunciated. I know Medium was a popular show, but her character was truly terrible. And then after the show ended, she just played that same character in other movies. But now, if you didn't tell me that this was Patricia Arquette, I would not have guessed it was her. Because this is a different character. Uh, Rain Wilson is almost unrecognizable. And Cara McLean looks like she's going to be truly amazing. 
This young girl with very little acting experience just captured my attention on the screen. She actually reminds me of a young Allison Porter, who was Curly Sue in the movie Curly Sue. But this movie looks funny, it looks sad, it looks realistic, and it looks charming. It really does. It looks like a slice-of-life movie with just enough thrown into the mix that it doesn't get boring. And I'm pretty sure this movie knew what what it was going to be. This is a movie that you watch later. This is a movie that gets picked up on streaming and you watch then. Why else would they choose the week Star Wars came out to come out? You could make the argument that the audience for this movie is going to be completely different. The audience for this movie won't go see Star Wars. But I look at it another way, that this is one of those movies that realizes it was never going to make a lot of money in theaters, no matter when it came out. So it's picked this week, why not? And it's going to make everything back in post. My only warning for this movie is that this isn't going to be for everyone. This is a light-hearted comedy that definitely feels like an indie movie. It really does. So watch the trailer first. Of course, of course, always watch a trailer for these movies first. And I- I've had some people tell me that that I have changed their minds on movies that got them to see things. Luckily, they've always reported back that it's good. <laughs> but especially for this one, trust your instincts because it's not going to be for everyone. But this movie looks like it's going to be for me just later on. Permanent. It's a 6.5 out of 11. And two news stories that are breaking, my friends, as I'm recording this episode. The FCC repealed net neutrality rules, but we'll see where that goes, because I doubt any of us will stay silent about that. You know, I tend not to get political on this show. I really try not to, because Future Flix is not about politics, but this is something that affects us. It really does. And finally, we actually have the solid number for how much Disney is buying 20th Century Fox assets for. That is $52.4 billion. And to Disney, I ask, hey, can you just round that up to an even 53 million or 53 billion and just give me the rest? I mean, I would do good stuff with it. I I promise. And I'm generally kind to your movies. Yeah, I've, I've said bad things about Disney in the past, but that's the past, right? Let's talk about now. Let's talk about the now. And the now has a movie called The Ballad of Lefty Brown. Lefty Brown's partner gets murdered, and it's up to him to get a posse together to find the murderers. Trouble is, no one believes in Lefty Brown, not even him. The stars Bill Pullman from Independence Day, Peter Fonda from Easy Rider, Jim Caviezel from Person of Interest, TV actor Joseph Lee Anderson from Blue Bloods, Hawaii Five O, Chicago PD, shows like that, and actor Michael Spears from Into the West. So this is a straight to VOD movie that's getting some theater time. We've seen a lot of that this year. A movie that comes out to rent or buy on Amazon, Google, YouTube, on one of those services, and then like a month later gets a theater date for some reason because maybe they think people would want to see it. I don't know. I don't know the reasoning for this. But what's almost always the case with these movies is that there's nothing about them that needs a theater viewing. This will be just as good on your smaller TV at home. And it's cheaper. It is $6.99 to rent. And if for some reason you wanted to buy it, it is $12.99 for standard definition, $14.99 for HD. But here's the thing. Why not just rent it? 
Because isn't that what you're doing with a theater? You're renting the movie, except, you know, you have to pick your seat. You have to watch it with other people. You can't pause it whenever you want. So unless this movie really speaks to you, I mean, really speaks to you, unless it does that, I would rent it if you're interested in it at all, because $6.99 is not a bad price. And this looks like a familiar movie that has a new take on it. We've seen movies like this before, sort of. Uh, movies where this guy's partner has been killed and he takes upon himself to get a posse together and find the killer. But now with this movie, we have this main character who's unlike main characters we've seen in Westerns before. And I'm sorry, I, I probably should have mentioned that before. If you couldn't gather by the fact that I use the term posse, this is indeed a Western. So automatically, that's going to put this on people's list and take it off other people's list. Dan from Watch Your Mouth, I know you have an affinity for Westerns. Maybe this is something you watch with your, your dad, I believe. Your dad is the one who got you into Westerns. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. Forgive me if I got that wrong. But uh, check this out. But this looks like a good movie. It looks like a good Western, and it looks like something you can watch at home. I don't pay enough attention to movies like these, movies that hit the internet first and then come to theaters, because I don't know how often they end up going to a streaming service. Because if this does go to streaming service, then you can wait. But I would definitely keep an eye on it if you're interested at all. And if it doesn't look like it's ever going to Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon for free, then why not rent it? $6.99 is not a bad price for a movie. It really isn't. But let's wrap this up. The Ballad of Lefty Brown looks good. It looks like a new take on a familiar story, and it definitely looks like something to put on your to-be-watched list. Just nothing that you should put on the holy sh watch right now list. The Ballad of Lefty Brown gets a 6.5 out of 11. And you know what? I'm going to do all of the movies except Star Wars before the first break, because I really don't have a lot to say about some of them. Uh, we only have two more, and the next movie on the list is called Beyond Skyline. Mark is a cop whose son gets kidnapped by aliens. In fact, his son is one of millions of people who get abducted by aliens when they descend upon Earth. Together with a group of survivors, he tries to get his son back. This stars Frank Grillo from The Purge Anarchy and Boyana Novakovic from Devil. Alright, so who here remembers the 2010 movie Skyline? Raise your hand. It's a little more obscure, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people missed it, as I almost missed it when it came out. Again, this is one of those movies I only saw because some of my friends were going. Back in the day, every weekend, a group of friends and I would go see a movie, and it would always be up to them. Just because I sometimes wanted to see one of the more obscure movies, or, you know, some period piece or a drama or something, and they are mainly into action movies. Okay, don't get me wrong, they, they like other movies too, but when they go into the theaters, they see these sort of movies. So they saw Skyline, and I was like, okay, whatever, I'll go. Because if you've never done that, I highly suggest at least once you just pick a random movie you know nothing about. Like, absolutely nothing you haven't even seen a trailer for, and go and see it. Because it is an experience knowing nothing about a movie you're going to see. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. This was a movie from 2010 starring Eric Balfour, uh, David Zayas, and um, Turk, Turk. Donald Faison, and it's basically about these aliens showing up, they shine this bright light from their ships, people walk out, they can't help but go outside somehow, be it to their roof if they're on a big skyscraper or something, or outside of their house, and then they get sucked up into the ship. And it's about the people who managed to avoid it somehow, and then fighting back. This was a movie, the first one was directed by the Strauss Brothers, and if you haven't heard of them, don't worry. They're mainly visual effects people. They did the visual effects for The Day After Tomorrow, Alien vs. Predator, Looper, and um, San Andreas. This movie is directed by Liam O'Donnell. 
one of the writers on the first movie. But interestingly enough, this looks like it has nothing to do with the other one besides the basic premise of aliens showing up and abducting people. So if you did see the first one and you realize the first one kind of ends on a cliffhanger, let's hope they at least give a passing mention to it. But let me wrap this up really quick, because if you have no idea what the first movie was, or if you never saw it, you will not care about this. This looks like a very interesting, low-budget, cheesy sci-fi movie, and if those are your kind of movies, then I highly recommend you still wait, and then you marathon this one and the first one. But other than that... Other than wanting to do that, this movie is entirely skippable. It doesn't look bad, it just doesn't look good, and it doesn't look worth your time. Beyond Skyline gets a 4.5 out of 11. And it looks like I miscounted, friends. I did miss one movie coming out this week, so we have two more movies before the break, and then we'll get into Star Wars. Let's just get on with it. This next movie is called Deep. Deep is a Dumbo octopus that lives deep in the ocean. One day he stumbles upon a relic of man and fiddles with it, causing an explosion that threatens his home. Together with his friends, they must search for Nathan, the only animal big enough to be able to help the people. This features the voice of Phil Lamar from Futurama and no one else. Alright, well, there are actually plenty of other people, just no one worth noting. And my friends, the only reason you should watch this, the only reason at all, is if you have very little kids. Kids that just need something flashy and flashy and colorful. If you listen to someone nerdy radio, which you really should, you'll know that Snarf Chris has kids, and I wouldn't recommend this to them. This should only be viewed if you have children who are very young and you can find this for free, because this does not look like a good movie at all. And I am someone who can still appreciate animated movies. I can still appreciate kid movies. But I just don't have any appreciation for this, and that's the sad fact. Deep gets a 2 out of 11. Next up, my friends, we have a better-looking kids movie. Just not by much. The next movie before Star Wars is called Ferdinand. Ferdinand is a bull who must learn to fight. The problem is, he doesn't want to. With the help of his friends, he must find a way out of his situation. This features the voices of John Cena, Kate McKinnon, Anthony Anderson, Peyton Manning, David Tennant, Gina Rodriguez, David Diggs, Gabriel Iglesias, and Jeremy Sisto. And finally, a movie that I'll actually be able to see John Cena in, because it's animated. And all these other movies he's done, I'm like, where is he? I can't see him. His time is in the present. And yes, yes, I'm going to make that joke every f***ing time he's in a movie. You're welcome for my consistency. A few episodes ago, I talked about the trailer for Peter Rabbit and how I had problems with it because they just took the original story and added a bunch of useless sh** to it. This is the same thing. Ferdinand the Bull was one of my favorite books growing up when I was a really little kid, but I don't remember half of this sh**. And I understand having to add things to turn it into an interesting feature-length film. I get that. But when so much is added, when there's so much that was just fabricated for the movie, it takes away from it, in my opinion. So once again, just like with Deep, this movie is for people who have children, and they just need a movie that'll be flashy and colorful to plunk their kids in front of. As for a movie for adults to see, no, not at all. If you want to see a animated movie that adults can see and enjoy, there's Sing. Okay, there's the, the Despicable Me series, Madagascar. There's a lot out there, just not this. This just looks like a sad attempt to turn a beloved kid's book into more money for a studio. That's all this is. So like I said, if you have kids, this may go on your list, but only if there's no other choice. As much as I do like John Cena, 
and Kate McKinnon and Anthony Anderson, the whole cast, I cannot support this movie. Ferdinand gets a 4 out of 11. And my friends, it's time for the break, and then it is Star Wars time. Star Wars time. After the break. Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds in a Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in a Squared Circle. Join me, Starf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that, f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. All right. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I would have some sort of Star Wars intro music, but I really don't feel like being sued by Disney today. But yes, it is time for the future flicks pick of the week. And what else could it be? This was one we've been waiting for all year. This is the movie we've been waiting for since the last one came out. A lot of people had problems with the last movie, and I have to say, I see what they see, but at the same time, I don't care enough. It was a fun movie, and that's exactly what I expect from this movie. There have been tons and tons of speculations on ways this story could go to make it truly amazing. And while it would be great if they go with one of those ideas, I think they're going to go to the safe route. I really think they will go the safe route and we'll still have a good movie. It won't be as great as it could be, but it will be really enjoyable. It'll be a Star Wars movie. It'll look amazing. It'll be one of the biggest movies and best movies of the year. But I kind of skipped over the cast part. So let's, uh, I skipped over the premise too, but do you really need to know the premise? Really? If you need to know, you're a terrible nerd. I just want to say that. But this features the returning cast of, in no particular order, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Mark Hamill, Adam Driver, Gwendolyn Christie, Domino Gleason, Billy Lord, Andy Serkis, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Warwick Davis, Peter Mayhew, Anthony Daniels, and the late Carrie Fisher. But we do have some newcomers, folks. We have some newcomers to the Star Wars universe. Laura Dern from Jurassic Park and Benicio Del Toro from The Usual Suspects. There are also rumored cameos by Tom Hardy, who will play a stormtrooper just like Daniel Craig played a stormtrooper in the last movie. So we probably won't know it's Tom Hardy, though I bet you they'll give him one line. So people who really know Tom Hardy go, oh, that's Tom Hardy. Venom. And apparently Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing a character, but my Google foo wouldn't tell me what character. And maybe I shouldn't have looked because maybe it's a spoiler. Who knows? But ladies and gentlemen, let's face it. What really made Star Wars great was the EU. Okay, it's true you can say that the EU, or the original EU, not the new EU, wouldn't be 
anything if it wasn't for the first three movies. Okay, true. But what you can also say is that for a lot of Star Wars fans, a lot of the fun came out of the novels and the TV shows and the comics that came out after. You know, that whole thing Disney just lit on fire when they took over? Like The only good thing that came out of the complete wipe of the EU was the terrible tragedy that befell all of the main characters during the New Jedi Order series. Chewbacca died, two of the Solo's three kids died, one of them went dark side and murdered Luke's wife. Another one died in a suicide mission to save... Oh God, was it save his mom or save someone? He went to save someone, died during the mission. The daughter ended up killing the son who went to the dark side because she couldn't turn him. Luke was banned from Coruscant after that because how did he let that happen? So, you know, his wife is dead and he's been banned from the planet and all this shit was going down and I couldn't help but think the entire time I was reading that series, why? Why are you doing this? It felt like for a while that the Star Wars universe was going the dark heresy 40k route where everything is horrible but just because i didn't like that storyline didn't mean that they'd also didn't do other great things the solo children were fantastic characters mara jade skywalker a great character koran horn a great character but now we get to see new characters and that's a bonus that is really a bonus for this for these movies as we're going to get to know people who we're already liking a lot of people like ray i love poe if you don't like Poe, what the f*** is wrong with you? And I like Finn as the it's the first time we're seeing a stormtrooper on the big screen who does anything of note. If you notice, I've been kind of rambling about this movie, and it's because what really can I say? This is Star Wars. You are either Snarf Chris and Critter, who are going to go see it, or you're going to be Danger, who refuses to watch Star Wars movies. Danger, who I love all so much, he was everything i thought he was going to be from hearing him on the show he was fantastic you guys all were but i just wanted to add that little bit just so it didn't seem like i'm picking on danger so if any of danger's fans listens to this show they won't you know try and tear me a new one but yes we've made up our minds already and i really doubt there's anything i can tell you to change your mind either way so that's why i'm just kind of rambling a bit and i like to think it's entertaining Hopefully, maybe, but once again, let me just reiterate what I really hope happens and what I think would be a really good story. And I'm not alone here. I've talked to so many people about this idea that you'll have to forgive me. I forgot if the somewhat nerdy crew and the watch your mouth crew also think like this, but I really hope. And if you've listened to the show before, you've heard me, you've heard me say this. I really hope Ray goes dark side. I hope Ray goes dark side. I hope Kylo Ren realizes this dark path he's gone down and snaps out of it, returns to the light, and then their places switch. So now it's Kylo Ren going, oh, I have to save her. I know what she's going through. And then we have Ray going, that motherfucker Luke Skywalker refused to train me. And here's a Snoke guy saying he'll train me. Awesome. Great. And I just have to say, if that really does happen, I'm going to flip my sh**. But I am looking forward to where this story goes. At the very least, at the absolute least, what we have on our hands is an entertaining movie. At the very best, we have the first truly good Star Wars movie. Okay, let me correct. First truly good Star Wars trilogy movie since the original three. As much as I liked The Force Awakens, it was just entertaining. There were a ton of problems with it, and hopefully this will be the one. But I am going to go in there expecting just entertainment. I'm going to go in there not getting my hopes up because I don't want to get them crushed. And if you are the type of person who has gone to every Star Wars movie since the first ones, ready to pick it apart, 
then just don't see it. If you can't go into this movie with an open mind, if you can't go into this movie just wanting to see something fun, don't go, because you will never be happy. And if you are the type of person who goes to these movies who purposely look for something to shit on, just don't see it. Go to this movie to have fun. That's the bottom line. Star Wars The Last Jedi gets an 11 out of 11. And you know what? The, the Watch Your Mouth podcast was really right. I do need a sound effect when I give it an 11. It's like, bam, 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 11. God, should I do it myself? Just like the trailer trove, should I do it myself? Oh, I think I have to. Oh, this is happening. Anyway, let's jump into the question of the week before we close this up. And I have to say, I thought more people would answer this one just because of how much there is to choose from. Well, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, first of all, shame on you. No, it's okay. And I know stuff happens and I have a real topical show. So no hard feelings if you miss one and don't go back. And if you want to go back and listen to previous episodes, that's fine. Just, just don't go back to like number one. Let, let's skip to 25. 25 is a good number, right? Let's skip to then. Anyway, let's turn to Twitter where we get our first answer from our good friend, Brian Q. Brian Q has a fantastic idea. He says, I would like to see a behind the music about the most icy cantina bands fall from grace. Maybe a scene with one of them conducted from a bed a la Paul Stanley's bed scene in Decline of Western Civilization 2. Yeah, one of my favorite books from the EU was Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina. That was a really good one. Tales from Jabba's Palace was a great one. But yeah, really good answer. And the next good answer, and I think the final answer, we get from Vegan Dan from the Uncourt Gamers. As always, do not forget to check out the Uncourt Gamers, a weekly podcast about video games. I was once on for a little bit until my schedule decided to go, no, f*** you, you can't be on any other shows. But he says, Biggs and Wedge. Now, this is a twofer. This really is, and let me to explain if you are not Final Fantasy fans. So who he's, who he's referring to in the Star Wars universe is Biggs Darklighter and Wedge Antilles. So, so Wedge Antilles is a member of Rogue Squadron. If you remember, Rogue Squadron was involved in the Battle of Yavin and the Battle on Hoth. What you may not know is that they got their own series of books, which is the basically the stories from Rogue Squadron, the most elite squadron of X-Wing pilots in the Star Wars universe. If you go to Wikipedia, you would see that that Wikipedia says that Rogue Squadron was led by Luke Skywalker. And yeah, that that's true. It was also led by other people too. Luke Skywalker just happens to be the most popular one. Wedge Antilles comes in a close second. Biggs Darklighter was actually a member of Red Squad and unfortunately didn't make it out of the Battle of Yavin. He was shot down by Darth Vader himself, so, you know, good on ya. You weren't killed by a, just a chump pilot, you were killed by Darth Vader. So you may be wondering what these two people have in common besides the fact that they both flew X-Wings. Well, in the Final Fantasy universe, they have quite a few inside jokes, and this is one of them. Where a lot of the games, I believe it started in... 4 or 5, Final Fantasy 4 or 5, they started having characters named Biggs and Wedge, and they were always together. So a lot of the Final Fantasy games have Biggs and Wedge in them. And this was, yes, it was a nod to Star Wars. So that is why, or probably one of the many reasons why Vegan Dan brought that up is because it's such a beloved part of video game history. And it'd just be cool. It'd be cool to see an X-Wing movie. You know what occurs to me? I, didn't, I don't think I actually said what the question of the week is. Um, if you couldn't figure it out... It's what character from the EU, old or new, would you like to see get their own movie? Well, it is my turn to answer. And I would love to see Mara Jade Skywalker brought back into canon 
and then get her own movie. She's a former Sith. She used to be one of the bodyguards to Emperor Palpatine, fought Luke Skywalker, and then eventually turned to the light and married him. And I would actually like to see two movies. I know I'm reaching. I am being really greedy, but I want to see two. I want to see her fall from the light, assuming she started in the light, falling to the dark, and then her retribution. I think that would be badass. Okay, either that or Cran Horn, and get, let's get an I Jedi movie in there. That'd be pretty cool too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we need a new question of the week, and here we go. What is your must-watch Christmas movie? You can give me a top three if you'd like, or just one. Well, my future friends, that is it for Future Flicks with Billiam, episode 70. Let's get on with the closing housekeeping, so in case you want to answer the question of the week, you can find out how. Well, you can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that's somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, or a like, or a share. Also, leave a comment, tell me what I'm doing right, tell me what you think I need to improve on. And also share this podcast with your friends. That is another great way to grow. The five stars would really help us out sharing this with your friends going, hey, I know this great podcast about movies. It's part of this great network where there's another show about nerdy stuff and wrestling. Give them all a listen. And if you like swearing, I know one for you. Well, let's go on to how do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter, BilliamSWN. And you can email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. And don't forget to check out the Watch Your Mouth Podcast, a wonderful group of guys who do a lot of good by using a lot of bad words. I was on their last episode, not the newest one, but the one before last. Check that out. I was actually able to listen to myself. I, I hate listening to my own voice, and I actually listened to it. And I listened to all the other shows I've been on so far, too. Which is weird. I think having the other people there helped. But don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.